Today on The Breakdown, there's seven players left in this EPT main event. It's from Barcelona, and it just happened. 5,300 euro buy-in. You may think like, oh, how big could first place possibly be? Well, guess what? You're going to get your head turned around because it's over $1.5 million. These players have already locked up over a quarter million dollars. So much more to be won. 100K jumps at every stop at least. And Michael Pinto and Fabiano Kowalski are going to get into a hand. And this is interesting for a number of reasons. But one of the things that's going to have to be forefront of this entire podcast is that Michael Pinto who has already locked up, as I said, a quarter of a million dollars, his entire hand in coming into this was about $25,000. This is by far the biggest spot of Michael Pinto's life, as far as we can tell, his poker life at least. Maybe he's got bigger things going on in real estate. What the hell do I know? But it seems like it's the biggest spot of his life. Can you push around the fish? What happens when the fish goes crazy? Is he even a fish at all? We're going to get into it right now in the breakdown. It's Fish Investigation. With Grant Dennis and Jonathan Levy. Fish police! Hey! You're supposed to end the opening with Grant Dennison and Jonathan I Levy. Finished, I wasn't done. For, and then you came in. It's with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Oh, fish did, police. Well, you, you paused for quite I'm a while. still going. <laughs> fish so, police. I'm doing it now. Let me finish. Fish police. With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. It's probably not, but it seems like there's a chance that's the first time in the eight-year history of this podcast that you didn't end the opening with Great Edison and Jonathan Levy. It's not true because the first, like, year, we didn't do that. Okay, but once we started doing it, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was 100%. Except sometimes I would, like, run the... I'd do a... Like that once in a while, but even that was... That counts. I think it counts, too. But, you know, just for those, you know, detail-oriented listeners out there who care about everything. All right. And we got to do the thing now yeah. where we ask, what is fish police? <laughs> and what obviously. are the different things that could mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, of course. Obviously, obviously. Uh, number one, it Clearly. could obviously mean a, a fish who is a police. <laughs> I mean, that's a the policeman or woman. That's the most, that's Occam's razor it's right a, there. It's <laughs> a salmon who's brutalizing his, <laughs> his neighborhood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was thinking a little differently, but that's good too. I was thinking more like, um, this is a fish who the police have enlisted and deputized. Oh, and no. And it's like trying to catch like human poachers and oh, things like that. Oh, so that's a little bit of a different definition. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. imagining a whole fish society <laughs> separate from our society. Mm. I'm imagining, uh, not that I'm a big fan of this movie, but a salmon in the role of um, John C. Riley in Gangs of New York, just like the, the corrupt cop who's like, wow. he can put his... His uh, his timepiece on like the post in the most dangerous part of all of New York, and nobody's gonna take it because they know he'll beat the shit out of them, mm. and all the cops will come. Like that's that's the salmon I'm imagining right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the fish place. So those that's those are I guess two two ways it could be the fish place. There's an obvious other one, right? Which course. is a human who's policing the, the fish. fish situation. Yeah, sort of the it opposite could, of what I came with the fish who, fish who's policing yeah, the humans. But the, so it could, that could also go multiple ways, where the human mm. can be policing other humans who are doing things that are ah, about fish, which yes. is an actual thing that happens. There are actual fish police, and everyone knows that. Well, I mean, they're probably not fish police, but there are law enforcement agencies that have had to deal with fish-related incidents. I am thinking about the guy who's on a, like a blind date or like a Tinder date or something like that at the coffee shop or having a nice meal. And she's like, so what do you do? And you're like, I'm, I'm a policeman. Like, oh, what, what department? He's like, fuck. <laughs> um, uh, aquatic, aquatic, aquatic. What does that mean? 
I police the fish. I'm a fish fish policeman. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that would be a tough moment. I feel, I feel like very unsuccessful. Maybe, police, it's, but, but it's police different. State. You know, women like different. They love. They do love cops. <laughs> yeah, they love cops. <laughs> of course. So maybe maybe you still have an edge on Joe Average. So the fish police yeah. that we're talking about now is policing <laughs> other humans for doing things surrounding fish. As opposed to the fish police I was talking about. Which yeah. is a human who's policing a fish who, like, murdered another fish. Oh, no, no, no. Policing a whole fish society. Right, but, but, like, I'm imagining an interrogation room where half of it has to be underwater. <laughs> nice. And they have, like, a little way to talk between, and there's, yes. like, a salmon swimming around, and the cop's like... Where were you on July seventh yeah. at four thirty p.m.? You were supposed to be at the salmon ladder, salmon ladder on the dam. And the salmon's like, "I was in the water, man. I was in the water. That's yeah, all I know." Yeah, but I have six witnesses who say you didn't go on the ladder that day. What did they see? They saw a salmon. I looked like all the other salmon. Okay, you can't pull that on me. That worked on me five years ago, but I know now that even though to me all salmon look alike, that you can distinguish each other. I'm not your guy. You got the wrong guy. Now you're just desperate, right? Like, you, do you want a lawyer? I have to ask if you want a lawyer. Do you want a fish lawyer or a human lawyer? That's the other question, of course, I have to ask once you've, <laughs> once you've requested a lawyer as well. Because I want to say, if you get a fish lawyer, it's going to be confusing for everyone. Yeah, because we won't know which one is which. <laughs> and also, we won't understand the, the fish, fish lawyer. If you choose the fish lawyer, can it wear a little tie, please? <laughs> It'll have a briefcase that it carries around with its little fin, because I need that. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just going to take too long to do the yeah, case. Yeah, we can't. We can't have it. Also, um, if you request a, um, a jury of your peers, it's going to be a little problematic. <laughs> but we will try. Yeah. <laughs> we will try. Yeah. He's going to be like, you just, you just, you said that was a jury of my peers. That's a Chinook salmon, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trout. I'm an Alaskan. That's a trout as the foreman. Is that what, what kind of world are we I'm living an Alaskan in? salmon, and you, you put a Chinook salmon? <laughs> Why don't you just string me up right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo. Good world we came up with. There. Oh my God. That was. That's a good old-fashioned poker guy's opening right there. All about the poker. Crushing it. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's new, you're welcome. We do this every week, <laughs> actually twice a week. Yes, the openings are always not about poker, pretty much, unless something very big is happening, or we just you know, feel like talking about it. Um, pretty much, we fuck around for a while, and then we get into the hardcore poker analysis. That's how it goes on this show. The good news, if you don't like this, is that in the description, there is always a timestamp of when the actual analysis begins. So you don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. The bad news, if you don't like this, is what kind of a person are yeah, you? Yeah, that's the bad news. It's, it's, it's actually worse news than most news you could get. It's <laughs> yeah, like, you think it's the type of bad. news where at first it feels benign, but eventually you're like, wait a second. What type of person am I? What have I become? Like, I want to be a joyless flea on the... And the ass of humanity. <laughs> I, I don't want that, and yet I am that joyless fee. Flea. Fee. No, I'm also a fee. Right. You're like a one of those I unexplained charge. hotel or car rental <laughs> exactly. fees. It's like convenience fee. That's right. you. That's a good one. Export yeah. fee. What do you mean? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, just I, want to charge you more money. Yeah, I, that. I am that I am that fee and that flea on the on that ass. You are basically Spirit Airlines, is what you are. Ooh, that's, that's what you are. That's harsh. And if you're in if you're in the UK, that means you're Ryanair, which is even worse, I think. Is it worse? I believe it's even worse. I saw uh like a thing on Reddit where somebody showed their Spirit Airlines bill it looked pretty bad where it's like, I got these tickets for $49 a piece and then it showed the thing and it ends up being like $280 and all of the fees are like some version of convenience fee. It, it, mm -hmm. all, it all doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, it's pretty amazing that they get away with that. You know, 
that's their model, man, and they're, they're still around. So. I understand the business model when you're coming up with it. You're cooking it mm-hmm. in the lab. You're like, what if we made an airline where it really looked like it was always cheaper? Also, it's all a la carte. Like someone could yeah. just show up, buy it with themselves and nothing else, fly the, sit in the worst seat, and really pay the, le- the least. Like, yeah. That's kind of cool. Like, you know, Except you for could, some of the fees, which are always going to be there, the convenience fee type stuff. Okay, but there's a lot of stuff with Spirit. It's just like, oh, you have even a carry-on bag? Oh, yeah, we charge you for yeah. that. Oh, you have a check bag? Oh, my God, do we charge you for that? Right? Yeah. Like, everything is a charge, um, but, but it's possible, I think, to go in and... I don't know. I, I avoid them at all costs because... I, I do, too. I, I find it so frustrating. I'd rather, I'd rather pay more and not have to think about it. I'm... Air travel is a place where I am definitely willing to pay a little extra for convenience yeah. and ease of travel. You yeah, know, it's just it sucks to be in the spot in air travel where you're just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, that of course is why um, I always fly Fish Air, right? Flown by fish pilots in the fish water, but they, but it's Fish Air all the same. Explain that, bro. You can't. It's like the lighter part of the water near the surface. Mm-hmm. That's so right. It's to to a fish that is air. Exactly. Just like to us, the, the, like, we don't see ourselves as humans as like moving around in like a gel-like substance or yeah. soupy substance. But other creatures may yeah. experience that. Considering gravity and the yeah. weight of the atmosphere and the soupiness of the air. Exactly. Like all like the particles. A, a, an alien who exists in a, on a planet with no atmosphere and travels through space with ease and doesn't need oxygen to survive might be like, those, those fucking beings are swimming around in soup all day. <laughs> doesn't even have to be an alien. It could be something from Earth that experiences it that way. For all we know, I'm not willing to go down that road. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah, for you. I'm, not, I'm just not we willing. Finally, did it. I'm we not finally, willing to consider that. We've broken Grant. We did it, everybody. He's done. <laughs> I just can't. That, that's it. That's the, end in, of the, that's the end of the line. He's in pieces. Yeah, feels good. All we had to do was say fish police. I don't even know why I said it anymore. Oh, because because the is the fish gonna this yeah. or that, and then and I don't even know that he's a fish. I just sort of said that because he doesn't have a big hand in it. Yeah, that's what you do when and you're just have a big you're just kind of you just categorize. This is how Jonathan walks through life. He just yeah. takes this quick snapshot of somebody and makes a, a snap judgment, and that's you can never get out of it. Jonathan hates you or loves you forever. Right, it's over. but you don't think that that serves me? <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> Can't say. Can't say. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, good work, good job, everyone. Let's pack it in and go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to do the poker thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there's seven left. There are. In this this Barcelona event. I'm going to call this a Chris Jones double because this is coming out on a Monday. Last Monday, Chris Jones suggested a hand from the same event with 32 remaining, Mm. and we did that hand, and that was a a cool hand. Methinks Chris Jones watched the live stream of this and made some notes as he went. Methinks you're correct. I am like the Sherlock of this show. But this is is a Chris Jones double, so good job, Chris Jones. He suggested on Discord. It's also like... If Chris Jones has ingratiated himself to the people of his town in Minnesota, whatever town that is, Weehawken or something, sure, some word like that. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's I think that's in Virginia, but sure. Well, there's some sort of word that only Minnesotans know how to pronounce. That's where Chris Jones lives. New um, Jersey. It's in New Jersey. Sorry. There, there's a sandwich <laughs> shop there. There's probably there's probably a sandwich mm. called the Chris Jones Double. Wow. What do you think's on the Chris Jones Double? Sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's sauerkraut. A lot of sauerkraut. A lot of ham. A lot prosciutto, of turkey. A little prosciutto. A little prosciutto. Why no not? way. They're not doing that. Chris Jones, they got Swiss? I don't think they're yeah. like they're like we're not putting prosciutto on this Chris Jones. Double. There's no way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about, I have a little bit of rivalry with Chris Jones. What about knows what about it. Swiss cheese? Yeah. Okay. The cheap stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bread? What kind of bread are we talking? White. Oh man, just white bread. That wonder, wonder what? white bread. Yeah. They're like we've got all the good breads, and then we have the Chris Jones double wonder bread. Wow, you just shitting on Chris Jones no! yet again publicly. Not Chris Jones, the Chris Jones sandwich. <laughs> That's a put down on the the sandwich shop. That's not a put down on Chris Jones. Think about it. Think harder, Grant. 
Anyway, Chris Jones, I know you're listening, yeah. and I apologize for my colleague, but <laughs> if there is a sandwich that, that's named mm. after you, let us know. Oh, yeah. Point us to a website like to know that, that proves that. If there is not, tell us what that sandwich should be, and then Jonathan will be like, that's stupid. I <laughs> hate it. How about this? How about have some balls and walk into your local sandwich shop and demand a Chris Jones right. double which, and uh, tell them what it should be. Which every grown adult in America who really has a sense of pride has done, right? I mean, at least once. I, I even go to Subways. They have yeah. like a really set menu. The Subways that are nearest me, they have Grant Denison specials. Yeah. They don't spell your name right, but... It's fine. Nobody does. Yeah. They put a Z in there instead of an S. Everybody, there, but but everybody puts two N's in the middle of the last also, name. Also, E-N instead of O-N. Nobody does that. Grant Denison. Nobody does that. You're a denizen of Grant. Um, yeah. So go on and demand your sandwich. And you know what? All listeners, take up arms. Yeah. Go into your sandwich. I mean, take up arms like emotionally, obviously. Yeah, don't use a don't gun. Don't bring in weapons to a sandwich shop, to be clear. I don't want to get sued, Grant. This no. is about, this is just a legal thing. Right, of course. Um, the lawyers are all over us on this one. <laughs> uh, fish lawyers. Fish <laughs> lawyers. That's right. With their little cute briefcases. Yeah. Hmm. I want, I want to see that. You know what the fish lawyers are not great at? Sandwich related stuff because they don't really understand sandwich yeah. shops and like bread in general, you know. Bread is weird to them, yeah. It's true. And the idea that you would go somewhere and someone else would make you a sandwich, yeah. even though they buy their briefcases from somewhere, so they understand the idea of commerce. They're not making their own briefcases, their little hats or little ties. Yeah, it's weird to think of a fish putting on a tie, let alone wearing a tie, because you need like a lot of help, I would you think, swim with your in, tiny little flippers. You swim into it. It's pre-tied. Oh, uh, that's of course what you do. Yeah. Okay. Good thinking. Obviously. Thank you for explaining that. You're welcome. Let's talk about this hand. Okay. There's seven left in Barcelona. Seven left in Barcelona. 5K euro buy-in. Right now, we're at what? A quarter of a million? The, uh, 250, I'm going to do this all in euros. Okay. okay. 257,000 euros has been won by everyone. So this is a huge, huge score on a 5K buy-in. Yes. And as I was saying, Michael Pinto, who's one of the final seven, his, his Hendon, not including what his score is going to end up being, is literally $27,000 coming into this. So this, so is, this uh, is 10 times what he's made in his collective Hendon career. Obviously, that doesn't encompass everything, we understand. But come on. This yeah. is incredible. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It's uh, likely to be the biggest spot in all of these players who are left tournament lives. Because I, I don't uh, see any like super crushers that I know of named. No one who I recognize. Anyway. Although the guy who, uh, one of the guys anyway, there's a photo of him with some famous players next to him who seem to be his friends. So maybe he's done okay. But um, so yeah, so quarter of a, about a quarter million euro have been won. We're already jumping up to 335,000 euro for sixth place. Like, so the jumps are big now, yeah. too. Um, and then it's 100,000 euro jump to fifth, then 130 more for fourth. I mean, fourth to third is almost 200,000 euro more. And then it gets crazy, obviously, right? And then, uh, then you know, the third place is almost three quarters of a million. And then first and second between the two, they ended up making a deal. So I don't know how that actually came out. But it's, it's like 2.7 million just for those two. Significant. So there's a huge amount of money to be won. Yep. First place is probably something like 1.8, 1.9 million, something crazy like that. Intense. Yeah. So let's get maybe 1.7. Whatever. It's amazing. One point fish. Let's get to it. Okay. 125k, 250k are the blinds. Good. I don't know what happens in this hand. Cool. There were some exclamations about it when Grant was talking about it. Well, there's a there's a flashy thing that happens. I'm glad. Uh, Yaros has 15 million. Might be the chip leader. Is among the chip leaders with 15 million. That's a pretty good stack there with uh, seven left at the 250K big blind level. He's so 60 blinds? Yeah. 
It's possible he's a chip leader or okay. among them. He's going to uh, open two fours from the cutoff. Four of diamonds, four of clubs. He's going to be the garbage human. I'm Ouch. sorry to all the Yaros fans out there. I will say this. If you're a Yaros fan, he does end up finishing fifth for almost 435,000 euros. So he's doing okay. Yeah. Good, good. The Yaros fans can feel safe. Yeah. Uh, two fours, four diamonds, four clubs, garbage human. Min opens to 500k from the cutoff. Mm-hmm. One of our non-garbage humans, there one of our go. clean humans, Kowalski, has 8.8 million so, like, 35, 36 blinds. Yeah. Um, has ace, queen of clubs on the button. How do you approach this? Mm. I know at least that Pinto in the big blind has 3.25 million. So, that's a factor. There's, oh, that is a factor. That's yeah. interesting. So, the, so, I think mostly we're three-betting this when the cutoff opens and we're on the button. Yes. Right? Um, and calling it off, even though it sucks in this ICM it spot. Depends, well, calling it off depending on what we know about Yaros. Right? Yeah. But yeah, but like in a vacuum, we mostly have to call it off. If we think he's, if he's pretty tight, I think we can find a fold, though. Yeah. Because um, we still would have a fair amount left. You know, we're, we're doing okay anyway, right? Because we, we can make it like six blinds or six and a half blinds and fold and still have a lot of, still have reasonable chips left. But we don't want to do that very It's probably a huge mistake good. against most players yes. to do that with ace-queen. If we're going to do that, we should just call. Especially against the cutoff range. Right. I, I mean, I agree with you. But if, but if he has no bluffs, we should probably fold, right? Because yeah. then it's like tens plus and ace-king and maybe ace-queen. Yeah. That's it. And it's not worth calling. But, um, but yeah, but, like, but if we feel like we're going to three-bet fold a hand this good, we should mostly call this hand instead and not make that huge mistake and be in position and have a good hand. That's okay, too. Yeah. Um, okay, the, but the other thing, like you said, is Pinto is in the big blind with 3.25 million, which is effectively 13 blinds. He may have some shoves there, right? Right, so the, a couple things can happen with, with flatting, though, is like Pinto could shove and Yaros could reshove and we're... We're out of the pot. Easy, and, out yeah. of the pot. And that kind of sucks. But it does, it gives us a lot of information very cheaply. Yeah. Um, of course, Pinto could shove, Yaros could call. Whoa. We could reshove then. That's, that's going to be a weird spot, man. Yeah, it is. What do you do? Jeez. If he calls eight, he calls 3.25 and we shove 8.8 total. I mean, it looks very strong, but we're kind of capped. Like, we don't really have ace-king ever. I mean... We don't if, really have aces or kings almost ever. If Yaros is aware of the, yeah. the Pinto situation, we could have a really big hand in hoping for Pintos to show. A little bit. Uh, Pinto has to be a guy who does that. If we know that he's only made $27,000 in his life coming into this, we may not think he's got that many light shoves in him. That's true. Uh, so it depends what we think about Pinto a little bit, too. But if he isn't shoving a lot here, I don't think we should think too much about that. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, mostly I would just want to three bet this and worry about it later. Like, if I get four bet, I'll deal with it when I get four bet and make some decisions based on what I think about the player and all the other things. You know, but I don't. I don't hate calling. I, I don't mean, either. It's a huge spot. We but, get to be on the button, which is really nice, and we have a very pretty hand. If I can divorce myself from the money involved here, I think three bet calling it off against Yaros is the right play in most cases. I mean, look again. Yaros has to have light four bets for yeah. this to be worth it. So not if this is the biggest spot of all these guys' career, I don't know if it is for Yaros. If it is, he may not have any light. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He may like not love shoving tens here. He may fold tens sometimes. Guy, I've seen guys do that. At final I tables. mean, that, that would be pretty nuts. But yeah. I agree. Cut off to button to fold. Also yeah. to fold instead of just call. I mean, you yeah. can always call, right? But shoving tens is like a big shove. Yeah, you know, if you're shoving like thirty some odd blinds, yeah. um, and you're worried about continuing ranges, like maybe nines call. Yeah, maybe I fold out ace queen sometimes. You hope, like you don't really fold out any of the blo- any of the value though, right? Really, except except those things, and you may not want to fold out those things, considering what else is calling. So, 
yeah, it really comes down to if he's got if he's got four bet light four bets. If he's got light four bets, then of course we're calling it off. If we don't believe he has light four bets, I think we should be folding this hand if we're going to three bet it. And then I really want to call instead because I hate to turn this hand just into a bluff when it's got a lot of value, especially on it the can ride. flop so well, he's so beautifully. Yeah, I agree. Kowalski ends up calling. Okay, seems like a fine decision. Agreed. Small blind folds Pinto in the big blind with his thirteen blinds has queen jack of diamonds and he just has to enter the pot with that for a min raise. Um, he absolutely does. And I like not shoving here unless you're pretty certain you can get it through. But I would be more worried actually about getting it through Kowalski, uh, Kowalski when he calls. And he, pro- he would certainly not get it through Kowalski. He's always getting called by Kowalski. And he's in really bad shape against that hand. I, it would be very tempting to shove this hand because it's a pretty big pickup for, for your stack if you get it through. And you have equity against a lot of things that'll, that'll call you. But what is Kowalski supposed to have here that we want to be called by? It's so hard to He maybe has a little bit of Jack-10 suited type hands. Queen-10 suited, Jack-10 suited. Anything else? We're okay against nines and eights and stuff like that. Yep. And tens, he might be flatting tens if he's flatting ace queen. But he probably has ace queen, ace jack suited, ace ten suited. Um, We're okay against king, ace queen ten. suited is a problem. King yeah. jack suited is a problem. He's going to feel obligated to call it with all those hands. Yeah. So that's just really bad. No, I think calling is clearly superior. Yep. But it is it is tempting to shove and like hope is. that the cutoff and button are just messing around a little bit. You yep. Know? Yep. That'd be great. But he calls. That makes sense. It's got to me. be right. The pot is one point eight seven five million now. Um, and Pinto has three million left. I mean, wow! Pinto's yeah. already like, I hope I flop top pair, and it all works out. He flops nothing. Okay, nobody flops anything. It's fine. You didn't put any money in anyway. Who cares? King of spades, six of hearts, three of spades. Nobody cares for that flop. Ace queen of clubs is like, I don't even have a backdoor club draw. Yeah. Queen jack of diamonds is like, I don't even have a backdoor diamond draw. Two fours is like, how can I ever win this pot? I mean, you can win this pot. You can. So I guess the biggest question is, should Yaros be C-betting with two fours on this board? King, six, three, two spades. I think we are supposed to C-bet this mostly. Like, this is still like a, a pot that, that favors us as the, uh, the Razor pretty clearly, I think. It does. This I th- board, I should say. I think pot. if it were Rainbow, I would like it a lot better. Oh, I agree. There's like too many, too many continues when there's two spades out there, it feels I, like. I certainly agree. But all we really have to get... Like, the good thing is that the situation works out pretty well where... Kowalski is right behind us, so he can't call super light with a guy behind him, too, with the big blind, who is checking all his top pairs and stuff like that to us, right? So if Kowalski has two eights, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's going to call with the big blind behind him and us betting into both players. It's a tough spot. Yeah. Um, And then once once we fold him out, which, as we see, we would, now, in this case, it would get right through the big blind, but just thinking about it, the big blind is going to be much wider than Kowalski, where the big blind's got a host of hands many of which are going to fold. I think this is going to work enough of the time that a small C-bet is, is the profitable play. Even though I agree with you, Rainbow would be way better. Or if we had the four spades in our hand, that would be better too. Yeah. Neither of those things are true. I still think we're supposed to continue most of the time. Yeah, maybe you're right. I could see myself checking in this spot, though. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, I'm just really worried that Pinto has a lot of shoves. But we don't have to bet a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's one point, how much in the pot? Eight, eight seven, five. Right, we could bet... 500K? Yeah, 600K, something like that, and just put pressure on everyone right away. And maybe we don't fold out pocket eights when we bet 600K. Yeah. But okay. But we fold out all the unpaired stuff, I think, almost instantly. We would fold out these two Except hands. Except spades. Except spades, of course. We would fold out these two hands. Yeah, if ace-queen is folding to 600K, that's a big win, I would say. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's probably the correct move. Yeah. But I could definitely see myself checking. It's, it's probably not wildly profitable, but I still think it's got to be profitable. Maybe so. Anyway, it does check around, okay. which is n- never happening on nitro betting. There's always a bet. <laughs> of one sort or another. Yeah, like the bet that I'm having the greatest time of my life because yeah. I'm on nitro betting. Yeah, yeah, the bet that 
I'm going to live forever. Because I'm a nitro betting. I, that's the agent for, it, for eternal the life. The bet that I'm finally going to get a date with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Because <laughs> I'm a nitro betting. And, I'm, and Michael, Michael Douglas doesn't have that much longer. <laughs> no, and he doesn't mind anyway. <laughs> he's fine with it. You have his blessing. Because you're on nitro betting. You're on nitro, he's like, wait, wait, that guy's on nitro betting? So all of those things can be true on nitro betting, except for Michael Douglas's blessing. Um, unless you use the link in the description mm. when you sign up. Then you get Michael Douglas's blessing. Yeah. So and Catherine you, Zeta-Jones is yours. <laughs> congratulations to you for that. You also get, of course, all of the promotions that are offered to the Poker Guys people. Which is significant, Grant. It is. There's the NFL Survivor Pool going on right now. Ding, it's ding, ding. Too late to get in that one, but you could have gotten in that one if you signed up earlier, you big dummy. Let me say this. There were a number of entries. Because it's been such a bloody time in NFL Survivor across the world, I think there's like five entries left. I didn't look after this weekend, but five or four entries left or something like that. First place, like a thousand bucks, just free, just yeah. free. Just for One of those four people's going to get it. Just for using the link in the description, it was a $0 entry. Yep. Congratulations to those people. You, there's also going to be March Madness stuff, almost certainly. They of do course. that pretty much every year. Every time. Other fun promotions, including our monthly tournament, happens, guess what? Every month. What? Yeah, but you have to use the link if you even want to see that tournament in the poker lobby. It makes sense to me now that you say it's a monthly You ingrates. So it happens every month. It's so use the link. Tournament. Join up on Nitro Betting. There's sports betting, casino games. There's poker. There's all the cool promotions. There's CZJ with MD's blessing. Right. I had struggled to follow that, but I put it back together. The, the real ones get it. The real ones. Yeah. Yo, the I'm real sure ones. Catherine Zeta-Jones, publicist, is going to be thrilled that we're talking about Catherine Zeta-Jones, publicist, is in my pocket, buddy. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna do a press release about this, an excited press release. <laughs> that's that's true. We're making it relevant again. Get that's the Hollywood right. Reporter tomorrow. You'll see. Okay. You'll see. Okay. It's gonna be a big news thing, just like the big news of Nitro Betting. I've emotionally moved on. I don't care. All right. So the pot is one point eight seven five million still after they check around on the flop. Okay. King of Spades, Six of Hearts, Three of Spades. The turn is the King of Diamonds. Mm. Doesn't do anything for anybody. I mean, Yaros feels a little better now that uh, yeah. the button checked behind. But, you know, Pinto still can have it, though. Pintos is the one who can still have it. Pinto. I, I keep saying Pintos because of Yaros. Yeah. yeah. Pinto can still have it for sure. Kowalski mostly doesn't have anything that good. He could, Usually he could have a pocket pair. He rarely has a king. Uh, yeah. And Yaros rarely has a king also. Yep. I guess that's a really good reason for Pinto to bet with Queen High. Yaros could have like a bad king. He could have like king five suited or something like that. And call or an open. No, no, he, oh, opened. he, he, opened, he opened from yeah. the cutoff. So yeah, he, yeah, you're right. He could have like a medium king eight suited, whatever. He could have that and check. Yes, he could, but it's that's, not super likely. It's true. And now that the second king comes, it's even less likely, I guess. And as Yaros, sorry, as Pinto, I should say, if we were to decide to take a stab at this, which I have to say is not unreasonable based on the fact that neither of these guys seem to have a strong hand very often. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out right away if someone has anything, right? If we bet and, no one, and everyone doesn't fold, we know someone's got something and we should maybe reconsider our lives, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what if we bet 350K? Because that's what Pinto wow, does. Wow, it's so tiny. 350 into 1.875. It's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? You like this sizing? Yeah. Okay. I love, I love this kind of stuff, man. You wanna you wanna min min bet me? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a comment on it. You know, but uh, you uh, you've made a comment. <laughs> you made everybody uncomfortable. It's fine. Not everybody. <laughs> Not Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> so you prefer this sizing versus something like 600k, which you were suggesting right. on the flop. Um, 
This is no, I wouldn't have thought about this sizing. So now that I have to actually consider it, I think we should probably bet a little bit more because 350 actually encourages some smaller hands to call. I agree. I think 600 gets the job done a significantly higher percentage of the time. Yeah, I, I strongly agree with you. Like, like pocket eights, let's say either one of these guys has pocket eights for 350, they have to call. Yeah, right. They're forced to fucking call. Yeah. Why would we allow that? Why not bet 600 and put them in the little bit of the meat grinder? They call now. We feel like they're going to be more attached to the pot. 350 actually doesn't give us as much information as we really need to decide what to do on the river. Yeah. So I think this is a mistake. I do, too. I do, too. But it's hot. It's a hot mistake. (laughs) (laughs) The name of Jonathan Lovey's next steamy romance novel. It's a hot mistake. Yeah. Or just a hot. No, it's a hot mistake. Without the it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great name, by the way. Yeah. If no one made that, no one's made that yet, I'm going to make it. Yeah. A movie. It's going to be a streaming series. It's going to be... It's going to be a series of books. It's going to be a, um, a webinar. <laughs> a webinar? <laughs> yeah. A um, romantic webinar. Hot mistake. Okay. Come on in. All right. So Pinto made a hot mistake. You bet 350K. Okay. We, we like a bigger bet. It doesn't have to yeah. be that big, but 600's got to do the job a lot more. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have gone this way if you bet 600. Yaros folds. I Makes mean, sense with Kowalski. I think Yaros back. is going to fold yeah. for 600, too. Yes, but I don't think Kowalski would have called. See, that's interesting that Kowalski calls anyway. Yeah, you bet, it's, I mean, he's getting a billion to one. That's, he's in posi- I guess he's like, I can steal this pot a lot on the river if this guy checks, right? That's got to be part of it. Now, there's, that's part of it. And it's possible that Kowalski has picked up sizing tells on Pinto. Pinto's mm. the guy with 27K in Hendon, right? Right. That's he's a great point. He's a lot more likely than some of the other players at the table to have a six or a three and size it this way and size it bigger when he has a king. I wonder, though, if, if that's true, if we should just click it back then instead of calling. Mm-hmm. Because him having a six or three is kind of a problem, right? We're losing to those hands. Why not make them fold? Well, he also has queen jack, perhaps, in his range, as we can see. Yeah, maybe that. And maybe also we just think as Kowalski, um, sometimes we hit an ace or a queen anyway. Um, Sometimes our boy Pinto checks, and we just get to bet big and blow a six or three off. And if he bets tiny on the river, we can also blow him off the hand. So actually, maybe we feel like we're getting all the information we need. It's going to be very easy. I mean, with... We're, it's not like even the odds to hit our hand, but we're getting such good odds to just like go to the river. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have to, we have to call 350K to, to win 2.1 million. And there's a lot of ways that that win happens. Right. That's right. And especially if we think these sizing, these sizing things are meaningful, which they are likely to be meaningful. Yeah. When, when it's a guy who doesn't seem to be a pro who, yeah. you know, yeah, it seems like it's a bit ambitious, but I don't hate calling and just kind of in position seeing what happens. It's definitely ambitious, and if he folded, I wouldn't have thought a thing of it. Right, in fact, but I would say, of course you fold there, right? But it's like one and a half blinds, so yeah, who cares? That's right, and we, we have enough that we can afford to do this. Right? Yeah, let's see what happens, okay. right? Also, maybe we also think like if a spade comes and he checks, we can also take it away on that. Uh, probably any check, we're going to bluff, right? We're, we're looking to bluff the river a lot of the time. I think. I think so. So we assume we're losing to like a baby pair. A lot of the time. Okay. Pot's 2.575 million now, and uh, Pinto's got 2.4 million. Pinto's like, well, I guess I should have bet more. Oh, well. The river's the eight of diamonds. Never really changes anything. Kowalski can have pocket eights. Right. Pinto can't really. Nope. He's shoving preflop with that almost 100%. I have to believe he's shoving yeah. with pocket eights. Uh, still only three combos. It's not a huge consideration. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, you get skunked. But, oh, well. You're, you already, might, you're already losing anyway. You might get a little skunked. All right. What do you do with Pinto? Well, we sort of put ourselves in this very weird spot by betting so little. This is what we're talking about. By betting so little on the turn, now we don't really know where our opponent is on the river, and they absolutely can have small um, hands that are like barely, be- barely beating us type hands. Not, That's, I wouldn't have thought ace queen, but like, that like is, small pairs. He has literally one pip better. I mean, so. it's pretty nuts. So that's possible, but 
he can also have... Okay, the good news is it's really, really, really hard for Kowalski to have a king, right? Yep. Because I don't think he's checking even king 10 of diamonds on the flop, like king 10 suited on the flop. Mostly he's just going to bet that with two spades on there. Yep. And the short stack and the big blind. He's going to just like bet and be like, you want to shove, shove. Like, oh, I'm just going to take it down and good for me. As Pinto... So it's hard for him to have a king. From Pinto's perspective, if Pinto believes that he can bet 350K with a king on the turn... He can think to himself, I have all the kings, lots of kings, because I'm completed in the big blind, and Kowalski has basically no kings. That's true. I think that's fair. We have a little less than pot left as Pinto. If we're going to bluff, which it's not a terrible time to bluff, because we almost always have, quote, the, the, we don't have the best hand, We have obviously. the range advantage. We have a clear range advantage. The only things we're losing to are essentially full houses that, that will call, I should say. We're definitely losing to all the hands. everything. But the only things we're losing to that that can call a big bet here are essentially full houses or heroes or very strong heroes. That's it, right? So we're the guy who doesn't have anything going on. Hendon-wise, like, we may not be prone to many of these spewy, crazy plays. That makes me want to bet a little. I kind of like the idea of a bet. I've sort of talked myself in. If if we bet so little on the turn. Well, it all, I mean, maybe. I think it's going to work. If Pinto is a guy who is not, this is maybe not fair to Pinto, but let's let's walk down the path anyway. If Pinto is a guy who has sizing tells to the point that you can call with ace-queen on the turn against him because you're like, he never has a king. Right. His sizing tells are really obvious. That becomes a bit of a problem. If you're aware of that as Pinto at all, which you wouldn't be if you're that guy. Right. But if you, you could step into Pinto's mind and be aware all of a sudden, oh, my opponent's not going to put me on a big hand because of my sizing tell on the turn, it changes the equation a little bit, right? But if you're in Pinto's mind and you think, well, I could always have a king when I bet 350k on the right. turn. Maybe Pinto can. I don't know. Maybe he can. But I don't think Kowalski thinks he does. Doesn't seem like it. Um, then, then you can really go for it. Mm-hmm. And Pinto does. He moves in for 2.4 million. This is his first clear mistake. I think, actually, sorry, last, betting 350 was, seemed like a clear mistake. Yeah. This is also feels like a mistake. I think he's got sizing issues on both streets. Right. He should bet like 1.2 million. 1.5, whatever. Because yeah. he's trying to get called by pocket nines, pocket sevens. That's, that's the story he's yeah. trying to sell, right? Yeah. Um, he wants to put them in, in a terrible, terrible spot. And when we go all in, it's, I think, easier for those hands to call that harder. Right. right. The, the difference being versus a lot of spots, that he is the effective stack. If exactly. Kowal- Kowalski is the effective stack, challenging his tournament life is a big deal. It's and a it, good it's idea. highly effective. But the difference between 1.2 and 2.4 million to Kowalski is significant, but not that significant. It's something, but it's not enough to change his decision-making process. So he's going to, instead of using the amount that it is that it hurts his stack if he's wrong, he's going to use what is the story mm-hmm. because of the difference not being enough to, to change the equation. Right. So, right. so I agree that I think it's a mistake. He should go smaller and make it look like he's trying to get called by a weaker hand. Yeah. I think 1.2 is a fine number. I actually kind of like sizing it up a little bit from there personally, like 1.4, 1.5, but that's probably all whatever. Has the Who added cares? benefit of you staying in the tournament yes, if you get called? of course. That's, yeah. that's the other secondary beautiful thing about this. We don't need to kick ourselves out of the tournament. If he's going to hero us for 1.4, 1.2, or 1.5, he's usually heroing us for 2.1. I think. 2.4. Two, oh, 2.4. That's a little bit more, but still usually. Now, some people will think, although probably not when you're seven left in this event, but some people will think like, geez, he's putting his whole life on the line here. You know, like some guys won't put their whole life on the line in this spot unless they have it. Right. right? Um, but we see that's not true for Pinto. So probably that's not true for Pinto and Kowalski probably knows that too, Kowalski, right? Yeah, I think I agree. I like a smaller bet. It has the added benefit in the era of the big blind ante that he is in the big blind right now. He has mm. a full orbit to find a hand. That's awesome. Yeah. And he can have like three or four blinds. Yeah. And like, 
absolutely still make this. This could still work out for him. And you don't have to shove soon because the there's no anti every hand. You wait until you have the right hand of the orbit. Right. Yeah. Right. So he gets like six six hands basically yeah. before he's he's gonna have to shove in the next six hands. He has to shove. Un, he has to shove under the gun. Like yeah. pretty much always. Well, if, I mean, I guess it's possible you could look at seven, deuce, seven yeah. and actually not shove because he still will have a little bit more. Yeah. He'll still have like three blinds or something. But yeah, he essentially has to be looking very very hard to shove. Right. And almost always do it. Yeah, but that's a better spot than being out of the tournament when you get heroed. And of if, course. And if the, this move might actually make it more likely that you get called because the story's not you ideal. Mean get a fold? No, if, if betting more makes it more likely oh, that you get called. Oh, right, then, right, right. Then everything leads up to me agreeing with you. Yeah. Yet again. So it feels like a mistake. And it, it sort of all comes together, right? This guy is an amateur. He hasn't been in these spots. Um, he hasn't been clearly in many spots, at least live, right? Because he's yeah. got 27,000 total. And he's been cashing, to be clear, in Hendon since 2009. So it's like, yeah, this is not a this is not a thing he's used to as being at final t- live final tables yeah. or anything like that. Um, these sizing things are way off, and it's problem. And it's yeah, this is a real problem. Yep. All right. So all that said, Kowalski's sitting there with Ace Queen. I mean, Jesus. Oh well. What are we gonna do? He's we have so tanking. many better hands. He's tanking. How can he tank? He's all like, right. I know how he can tank. But. I do too, because the sizing's weird. Because he, because he believes very clear. If he's tanking at all, it's because he believes on the turn. Pinto literally never has a king when he bets three fifty. Right, right? that's and what gets him to tanking. That here. in concert with he would never shove a six or a three on the river, or even an eight. Right, and there's no full houses for this guy. I guess pocket threes is possible. Yep. maybe pocket sixes is possible. But yet again, you're probably thinking he's betting bigger on the turn. Right. Especially, I mean, those are perfect hands yeah. to that big on the turn. Pocket eights doesn't seem likely at all. He's almost always shoving that pre. Yep. Um, so you know, as Kowal- let's say you know in air quotes as Kowalski that the Pinto doesn't have a king because of his sizing on the turn. Okay. Then on the river, you know that he doesn't have a six or a three because why the hell would he shove a six or a three? Or a rando eight even. Yeah. He just doesn't What's have What's the value things? of doing that? They don't make any sense. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's full houses or nothing, essentially. And how does he have a full house? Yeah, so now we're down to, like, he doesn't really have anything. Then you have to sit there and think, like, one, I need him not to be turning a better hand into a bluff. Yeah, I really hope he's not turning a three into a bluff. Right. Or I really hope. deuces or yeah. something really stupid like that, that does happen. It does. It sucks that's when a it big, That's a big issue. Yep. Now, something Kowalski has going for him is that he does not have any spades in his hand. That's great. Right. Because that's the most common bluff here for Pinto is to just have two spades Take a shot on the turn, miss. That's a great shot. point. Yeah. That's a great point. I wonder if he even thinks about having, not the ace, but the queen in his hand. Like, if Kowalski had a king somehow, would he even shove just a bad trip kings? I'm not sure he would. Like, to get called by what? I, what? I hadn't even been thinking about that, but that even leans this further towards, like, I can consider calling with this hand. Right. Like, we have, like, having a queen blocker, meaning we block king-queen, that's the kind of hand he might shove because we, don't, we never have ace-king. Yeah. We never have that. Um, but if we were playing a cute on the flop and check back top pair, which seems very unlikely, admittedly, incredibly yeah. unlikely, but if we were With two spades on the board, we have all our kings are good kings, right? Yeah. So even if he has trip kings, he's only shoving his good ones. And what, I don't know, what's he doing with king ten? He's probably shoving king ten. He's, he's short enough, I guess, right? Yeah, he just has to. But um, but to get called again by what? Like yeah. king queen makes sense because now you can get called by king jack and king ten. Um, or whatever, or some weird hero. But King-10 gets called by only heroes. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we can consider this call. The problem is... We can is consider it. If I don't he, know if, if we're he, supposed to If do he it. turns a three into a bluff, that really sucks. Yep. But, man, like, 
we actually aren't that low in our distribution. Wouldn't we rather just have like a six in our hand though, or a three in our hand, or something to block those full houses? We don't have those in our range. Right, that's our problem. Yeah. We just don't. So we never have those. So our distribution can't, so they can't be in our like hand. knowing that we call with ace queen, we probably call with nines and tens pre flop also, right? At least some of the time. Yeah, I don't know if we're calling with tens. Tens is close. I th- yeah, I think at least some of the time, sure. And we probably have sevens. Yeah, and maybe fours and fives, maybe. But I don't know if we call the turn with those. Ace queen is like. Kind of better to call the turn with fours than fours and fives. At least you can improve against a six. I know it's so cheap, you might just call it. You might. It's so cheap. It's one and a half lines. You're calling. Yeah. You're just going to call. Yep. I don't know. I think it's close. So would we rather have this hand or fours and fives? We block king, queen. And we don't have any spades. I think we'd rather have this hand without any spades than fours or fives with a spade. And and block king, queen. Yeah. But I think I'd rather have fours or fives without any spade. Right. Because we can beat a random three that's turning into a bluff. Yeah, which is like, oh, no, you yeah. have something. I need to win this pot because yeah. I am short. Yeah. I am desperate. I'm, I'm really concerned about a three deciding it's not good and turning into a bluff. Okay, let's ask. An, okay, so we can we really call with ace high here against the guy who's got 27,000 in Hendon and he's already, there's a $100,000 pay jump. He is a short stack, but still 100K pay jump. Is this yes. really Is this really a reasonable call? Because it... Yes. On, on, from the outside, it feels like a little crazy. Yes, we can. Because the whole concern about a three is top of mind because yes. it's scary, but yes. it's also really rare and unlikely. Right. He could just check. Yeah, he, that's mostly what he's going to do. Right. And it's tiny again. And his story block. is complete bunk, and we're beating all the bluffs. Right. As long as we know, if we know that first thing about him, which is he's never betting 350K on the turn without with a strong hand ever. Yeah. Then. His story I make think any he, sense I, at all. I've made calls like this, of course, like field player calls, of course, and I think that's what Kowalski does. He man, manages to make the call, that's and great. you know what? I love it. Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah, pretty fun. Good job. Wow. I mean, it's probably the wrong call in theory, but I don't care. I would like. I the, get it. I get it. I would think the solver. No, we're not doing a solver for this thing because now this is coming out uh, really quickly. So we don't have time. To three turn ways it to the flop, but um, oh right, three ways to the flop too, but um. I would guess the solver wouldn't be thrilled with this call. The I solver would, would be like, fuck off. But, I would um, guess that too. But if you have reads as Kowalski yes. that on the turn, Pinto never has a king. Yes. And on the river, he's never shoving a six or a three. Why not call? I mean, my Scooby sense would be going crazy. That's why I said Scooby sense, not spider sense. I know what I said, Grant and listeners. It's because you love weed. And Scooby and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so... My, yeah, and I've certainly made these calls, too. Like, you sit there and you tell me a really bad story. It's hard for me to find a fold yep. anything. It's just really hard. I, I just want to put the chips in a million percent of the time. Sometimes that's, to my great detriment, but that's how I roll. Well, this you know? time it was to Pinto's great detriment. I mean, he made a quarter million euros. That's pretty good for him, but he's out. Yep. And Kowalski makes an incredible hero call. Yes, uh, apparently, does. it ends the night. They were playing down to six. So, mm-hmm. like, what a way to end the night. They're what a way to, to go to sleep. Yeah. Feels pretty good. Very cool. How did Kowalski end up doing in this thing? Kowalski ends up finishing fourth for 565,000 euro. Okay. So, he doesn't let her up too much more. That's too bad. I mean, he makes another 300K yeah. on this call. So, he more than doubles what his current winnings are. But no, he does not make three quarters of a million or more. Um, Yaros ends up finishing fifth. I think I mentioned that already. Yeah. 435. So, none of the big, the big, big winners are even in this hand. Sadly. Well, we did a hand of losers. Why did we do that? <laughs> fools. Next time We're we'll do fools. Winners, I promise. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.